Hey, good evening, everybody. John Henry Soto here. Welcome to Counterparts. As always, I'm here with George Batista. He's either on this side or that side, wherever he wants to hang out today. Um, today, we have Rob Wiley. He's going to be on the show. Filmmaker. Uh, he's got a new film, which actually is Manana, is actually going to be on Apple TV. So we're very excited to talk to him. And he's also a musician. So please listen to this little jazz. And when we come back, we're going to have some rock and roll fun. So we are back. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Appreciate y'all. So I say y'all now. It's like <laughs> I gotta, I'm going to put a Regan from the Bronx. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what happened to you, man. I have no idea, but my kids even do it now. They're like, y'all, bad, y'all. Um, like I said, uh, Rob Wiley is going to be on the show. George, before we uh, talk about Rob, please give us a little love from our sponsor. Absolutely. The Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world. Go to myvitaminresource.com. And if you enter the promo code Counterparts, you will get free shipping on all orders. So check it out. Sweet. All right. I have a graphic there. I apologize to. I, I have a graphic that I'm supposed to show, but I, for some reason, it's not here, and I'll get it again for our sponsors. So I apologize, sponsors. We love you. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about our guests. So, first of all, Rob Wiley. He is a feature film and music video director from Victoria, British Columbia. Rob sang and played guitar in rock bands for years, where he first started directing music videos to promote their songs. His music video, Out of Your Head, won Best Video at the 2012 Vancouver Island Music Awards. And Rob soon became regarded as one of the top up-and-coming music video directors in Canada. In 2016, Rob wrote and directed his first full-length feature film, Dark Cove, a thriller which went on to receive critical acclaim with the with iHorror.com, calling the movie an incredibly... Uh, strikingly unique psychological thriller. His latest film is called River Road, about a musician who starts an intense romance with a fun-loving, hard-parting young woman. They soon spiral downward into a world of heroin and crime. River, River Road will be out on Apple TV uh, tomorrow, uh, August 3rd, and uh, I, you should definitely check that film out. So without further ado, let's bring him up, Mr. Rob Wiley. Yes. Right on, rock and roll. What's going on, guys? Good, good. Everything's going good. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us this evening and uh, talk some film, some music, and uh, some uh, pleasant young ladies that you meet on the road. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> Henry Soto, you're getting down to it. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of it. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this was great. Um, first thing I want to ask, and, um, you know, when you're writing something like this, because uh, you wrote and directed this, and this is one of those, I would think, challenging kind of, uh, you know, endeavors because you are a musician, you are a filmmaker, you shoot music videos. So you have a lot of different stylistics, ways of shooting, um, but you're also behind the, the, the guitar and the mic. You're also a performer. So you're kind of coming from a lot of different angles, you know, as a filmmaker. What was the biggest challenge for you to kind of take on all those roles and kind of put it into one as director? Because now director, now you got to be critical of everything <laughs> and kind of make sure everything is actually in place as well as being performing in it, yeah. music and everything. What was that like? Well, I mean, definitely because I started doing music videos for my own bands, you know what I mean? That's literally how I started my first directing stuff, doing that. So actually, I mean, and then my first movie, I act, I had a pretty big acting role. And that's tough, being a performer and the behind-the-scenes director and all that. 
it, it gets a little wild. I'm not gonna lie. So like this, as you guys saw in this movie in River Road, uh, I've relegated myself to cameo status. So therefore, I mean, literally, you know, the music is, you know, done separately in post and everything. So literally, I'm just there doing the behind the scenes, directing the film and kind of taking off the performer hat, Hmm. more uh, bringing in the, um, you know, trying to help the performers in the movie, encourage them, trying to help them, you know, be the best they could be and trying to tell the story. So I kind of have to put away the. Yeah singer performer part and that's great i like doing that and then i also like going back on stage and do, doing that whole thing but yeah. um yeah yeah and the um the interesting part was also the fact that you you played us um i guess it would say a smaller role so but you're actually playing a bigger role storytelling so because mm-hmm. in a, with a with a music video you have the you know the three minutes and 22 mm-hmm. seconds yeah the music that you have to kind of tell a story so the arc mm-hmm. is a little bit different with yeah. this you have a little bit more of a of a canvas mm-hmm. you have to be very very uh um you know so, so was there any time where you had to tell an you know an actor because this is a longer piece like no you're this is not what i'm looking for i'm looking for something did, basically did you have to get tough on set <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean with with actors there's yeah. a couple of heated moments when it's like re- there's a couple of days when things are like really intense when you know we're trying to such a low budget in the film and we're just trying to pack so many things in you know yeah. there's a couple yeah. days there's a couple moments when we're just all up in it but no <laughs> and for the most part i'm pretty good at you know just being like yeah, if I really need to push something through, I can usually explain where I'm coming from pretty quick. Yeah. And I'm pretty, you know, I do get fired up. I do get intense, but it's pretty like logical and reasonable, I think. Right. Of some, occasionally there's things that people are like, whoa, 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 this. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. We're just doing it this way. You kind of have to say, you do have to say, trust me a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> true. Trust it's going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. So, but for the most part, it, you know, as long as everyone's on on the same page is trying to just make the movie the best it could be uh for the most part you're gonna have a few little some friction is actually kind of good sometimes. yeah it is you're absolutely right about that yeah you know, if, if everyone's just having it just having so much fun and all this it's right like, are you really focused are you right really right then it's a surfer movie from the 60s and <laughs> then it's a beach you know the beach boys is like i mean it's fun yeah, it's, know, fun. it's fun but yeah. this is you know they, we're doing something here yeah 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 well you know it, yeah it does get a little wild you know it's yeah on this budget you gotta get a lot done yeah uh, on certain days and yeah, it's yeah. getting tense but uh we made it through and here we are That's it. Coming out, so. absolutely absolutely I, i'm wondering you know because you're dealing with tough subject matter in this film mm. i mean it's really yeah. intense you know and and you're showing like and john we talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit before the show started you, sh- you know, you show this progression of this person who's going through this, you know, the addiction and, and what it really does to you. Like, I'm, you know, writing this, was this, you know, how did you like, you know, deal with those concepts, you know, for you mentally, was it something you had dealt with before? Was it somebody you knew? Was it just, you know, how, how did you come up with those concepts? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got, it's almost kind of, there's almost two separate, factions in a way how i look at it which is the reality like the realness of it which is yeah yeah you know you guys are musicians you come from the world but yeah i mean right. let's just say yeah i mean my best friend my drummer it was a whole you know a whole the whole ride man mm. whole ride from being 17 and drinking all the way to being crack doing crack in my basement and wow chick as well so i've seen that my yeah. brother you know i've got other people actually um, a lot of people no heroin though and that's that's the separation it was more at the time crack was really big it was more coke and uh alcohol okay. and then what happened was i don't know if i don't know if you know it if you're from the vancouver area uh crack was really it was like a huge huge thing here especially in vancouver and the east hastings kind of skid row mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what happened a lot of the times was, you know, 
you know, guys in their twenties, they're drunk, they want blow, they go downtown, they try to get some blow, and then and then they're like, no, all we got is crack, and then they end up starting it and kind of going down that road. Anyway, that's that's one. So that's the realness, right? Right. And then the other way of looking at it is from a cinematic perspective, yeah. Which is why, and, and from more like, you know, we've all read all this, you know, all the heroin or seen the documentaries of the rock stars over the years, you know, how big it is. It's like tapping into that history. Yeah. You know, right. the Clapton and then, you know, you know, there's so many, you know, obviously the grunge artists and everything tapping in that and cinematically, you know, it is kind of, you're getting into Requiem for a Dream, you're getting into Transplanting. So the stylistic approach, and I'll be honest, you know, heroin, a part of the reason I chose it was to apply to, to be able to kind of have that dream, like, um, you know, like the montages with the music montages mm -hmm. downtown, mm -hmm. there's the lights. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of, it does tap into my strengths from music videos, um, you know, having the slow motion and just yeah. having it through music. So there's two kind of factions, which is, yeah, we're doing stylistic cinema, you mm -hmm. know? And so in that way, you could kind of separate yourself because you're like, oh, it's kind of cool, blah, 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 blah. But then also myself and even Cody Kearsley, and I didn't know this at the time I um, cast him. Uh, he told me kind of in the middle, you know, he, and he's pretty open about it now. You know, he's had experience with addiction hmm. himself. So, you know, not again. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But um yeah. So again, in a way you could kind of, so you have the reality, you have yeah. the experiences and you do, I did use a lot of that stuff in okay. you know, the darkness of it. And right. then, but you're always mining little things from your own lives, you know, and relationship stuff. There's all sorts of stuff in sure. that, that I, yeah. you mind, but then there's also the, um, you know, the stuff that you make up and that's more for cinematic, more to entertain and you kind of blend them. So you don't really know. So hopefully the audience doesn't really know which right. is and just kind of right. goes for it. I don't know. Does that? Uh, does that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, the 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 fascinating part is also the the relationship in it because mm. it, it's such a casual decline. Mm. You, know, you know, it's yeah. not. It it's and that's what happens in the in that world. Mm. You know, and you, you know you don't hear about it till later on. Like a you know a, a musician can't get on stage. You know, we have, can't do a show. Why? Well, he can't get up. And yeah. when, when did that happen? Well, no, it's been going on, but he's been dealing yeah. with it and we've been yeah. kind of like helping with it. But, you know, yeah. I also felt found interest, interesting. And I don't know if this is something that you intentionally did, but when you had um, there wasn't a lot of intervention, mm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's kind of like and that's yeah. really real life. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's yeah. totally real life. Everybody's just doing their thing. Nobody just thinks that this dude is going down this road. Yeah. He's with this nice girl. They seem to be in love. Everything is fine, but they're yeah. like losing it. But that's, and that's the thing. Cause that's, yeah. And I'm, that's interesting. No one's brought that up before, but it's true. Cause that's the reality is you can hide away. Yeah. You can do it. A little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, up to, a certain, up to, a, up certain to a certain point, you could, right. you know, brush people off and then they're, they don't really know what's going on. They know something's up, but they don't know how serious it is. And right. that was the same thing with my drummer was his family knew he was bad, but they didn't know how bad it was. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Until shit hits the fan and right. then people realized, you know, yeah. but it's like, yeah. And the intervention part, cause you could, you could kind of you could fake it to a certain point and you could, yeah. and then people also, people also don't know what to do to help right. your friends. Now it seems like it's a little bit clear, but like even, you know, 10 years ago, I don't know, man, people don't know what to do. I didn't, you know, yeah. you're just kind of figuring it out. I, you know, I just kind of had to figure it out to how to help try and help people. And yeah. it's still a mystery because everyone's different. Right. You know? Right. And the scene in the uh, in the studio was a perfect example of that because he like throws up and I don't want to give away the, the yeah. story. Yeah, you can give away the yeah the studio. Yeah, he's uh, he's not in good shape. He's not yeah, in good yeah, shape. Exactly. Let's just say. Exactly. And uh, but you're you know you were trying to ask him what you got. Are you sick? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I just he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then you kind of brought up that 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 scene you know the what it might be and then yeah. you're like no no i was just kidding and that's like so legitimately what would happen yeah somebody would say it and then be like no 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 i'm just messing with you it's all good 
because yeah it's all good and that's the thing is it's like that's very real i'm very much you know i was kind of like fucking with myself on that playing with myself too because i'm kind of like that sometimes you see you know you joke around and it also shows the passiveness kind of in rock right, bands right. it's always you always you know you, you're it's a little bit passive and it's a party culture right. and so like what line are they at yeah are they just burnt out because they had a bad week and they party too much or is it serious and you're just going oh you know yeah, yeah. get some rest yeah you know, i party i party too and i got rest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i drank some tang <laughs> Pick some vitamin C and everything's fine, you know. But, yeah. uh, unfortunately, that doesn't. Uh, so this is actually uh, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Apple TV premiere, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, did you have a deadline to get it to Apple? Because uh, and did you shoot this during the pandemic? Uh, it's actually it's been longer. So it actually right before we finished. Luckily, wow. we finished oh, wow. it before, and we were that's in awesome. post. And then, yeah, definitely went on hold for a bit. To be honest, uh, in a weird way, yeah, it's we've had to hang on to it for you know a lot longer than we thought we were going to be before we could release it. Um, yeah. To do, to be honest, it it probably helped because I was able to tweak just more tweaking, and we had screenings right before or right uh, before we had a quick screening, and then we had screenings uh, in the fall we we had a little bit of a theatrical release at some spots in the states and up here so yeah and then we're just able to tweak tweak and uh, grind out the post-production so um yeah and then we were planning you know we, it always gets pushed back a little bit we were planning the spring oh yeah, yeah. You, know, you know how it is yeah but hey it, it's happening now but yeah it's definitely it was definitely a grind but hey, you know, it all kind of worked out, I think, in, in a strange way. Um, but then there's also stuff, too. There's all the figuring out the distribution and all the indie right. film fun stuff. You know, stuff yeah. Sales agents and all that shenanigans. But that was kind of going on during the pandemics. And then at the same time, I was able to just keep editing it. So I think it's the best it could have been. Yeah. I think also that, and I don't know how you feel about it, but the pandemic sort of... Um, I, I edited a film during the pandemic. I had a yeah. short film and I had it all, I had it all kind of shot already, but I didn't, you know, and then the world shut down. So then I was like, all right, mm -hmm. well, I guess I'll sit down here and, and edit. And yeah, it was the most relaxful editing that I could yeah. have done because I literally have, I mean, I have two kids, so they're kind of running mm -hmm. around and stuff, but I was yeah. still pretty relaxed. So it was sort of like a, I don't want to say that the pandemic was a nice thing. But what no, I mean, yeah, that's the stopping, the taking yeah. a breath, being able to really focus yeah. on what you're doing and not and know that you don't have to end at a certain time because you got to get yeah. to the next morning, you got to do yeah. this and that. And it just gave a little bit more of a relaxation. Did you kind of feel yeah. that as well during that process? 100% because you know, yeah. I was able to take my time and just experiment with like even just the title. It sounds so simple and people who maybe don't, <laughs> you know, make films would be like you spent weeks just doing the font like trying to figure out what font <laughs> you use and, shit. and then like literally i'm not kidding you go through i literally go through after effects um templates you know and you download them just trying it trying this one now and, and then you finally get the one and then you have to tweak so yeah it's yeah. like yeah so it was able to just calm everything down take the time and do those details um and just and then it, it, it ends up being a lot better. I, I think it worked out better for me because I was able, because I'm not a master titler, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds ridiculous. Anyways, yeah, just the, weeks on a, on, on just the, the title sequence sounds so ridiculous. But uh, but it's so true, though. You know, it's so legitimate because it's like there's there was one thing I was shooting once, and it was a voiceover, and I had two girls that had to have a voiceover on a phone. So a guy is talking, he's walking, and he's getting two phone calls. So one of them is a is a girl calling him, mm -hmm. his girlfriend, and then he hangs up, and then another girl calls. So yeah, I, yeah. I had two friends of mine, you know, do audios for me. One is in LA, the other one's up somewhere. She sent they sent it to me. I put them in. They both sounded like the same person. So oh, now no. I'm like, so I'm like, what the hell? I didn't notice that when I when I knew them when I was when I was in person with them. I didn't notice it. So now I'm going back and forth trying to tweak voices like. <laughs> Oh, I had him like, hi, this is Michelle. <laughs> Wait, that, ain't, that ain't right. <laughs> like, it's totally, uh, but but you spent, I spent like, I think two weeks just trying to figure out what I was, 
get somebody else and then make them feel bad because they can, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, that's so funny. Um, it I wanna, yes, yeah, sorry. exactly. No, I'm sorry, George. You, um, I'm going to let you no. talk, George. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <John. laughs> um, no, no, just actually, I wanted to kind of go back for a second. Just um, when you were when you were growing up, were, was it strictly music? Were you a film buff growing up or was it all music or, you know, tell me a little bit. Uh, about it was pretty comboed. Yeah, it was both. Yeah, my mom's okay. a piano teacher. Oh, okay. And nice. then my dad was a writer and like a music fan. He wasn't really a musician, but a writer. But his side of the family is pretty film buffy. Okay. Pretty film buffy for sure. So we started, you know, by the time, you know, like 14, 15, getting into the Kubrick and get, I had that like a little almanac that had all the Academy Award, list of all the Academy Award you know, uh, the main winners. So you kind of go and you'd be like, oh, one from yeah. the cuckoo's nest. Boom, let's, let's watch that. And yeah, it was getting pretty film buffy by, by the time around then. And then also playing in bands pretty early, you know, around, we were jamming around 12 and stuff. But, you know, same time, I guess it's kind of the same around 14, 15. Is, I guess that's yeah. when you start. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so, in bands and then being film buffy. But then really, but then I, I did, I did kind of, you know, definitely focused on, it was kind of a dream. Oh, I'll do that when I'm a bit older, the filmmaking, because it was definitely band oriented and, you know, in my late teens, early twenties. But yeah. then I started gradually doing the music videos and then really getting into it. Yeah. Uh, the filmmaking. I was going to say there was a couple of sequences that you can, that, oh, and by the way, I love the fact that you had a chase scene, <laughs> which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, we need, Chasing like real ones. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm yeah. not talking about Marvel realistic stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, wow, this is so freaking cool. And it was, uh, and you can see your editing skill and your shooting skills. Oh, thanks. Because the music video, it has to be, you know, it has to snap. You have to, yeah, have like three or four seconds to switch. But you yeah, really, sure. you really captured that that mm. chase scene. It was really, really impressive. Was that something that you had mapped out at the beginning, or was mm. that something that you kind of thought of as? as you um, were shooting? Um, well, as far as like, I knew I wanted to, and like, I don't know it, it, what you guys thought, but maybe, yeah, the, the movie, I don't wanna give away too much, but it definitely, in that final act, it kind of takes its turn into that that world. Right, right, yeah, I don't wanna give away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully it's a bit of a surprise where you're just kind of like, oh shit, they're actually gonna do that? Oh, exactly. Maybe that's how you guys felt, I don't know. But yeah. then um, definitely, um, I mean, I knew, yeah, when it comes to actual shot by shot stuff, yeah, it was like that chasing, we went back to that location like four or five times and did pickups. So everything's done on a different day, all the car stuff. But yeah, wow. I definitely kind of, you know, watch some chase sequences and say, okay, I want the shot of the tire, you know, almost like GoPro right. style, right? Mm -hmm. But then like, how do I get that? I just like leaned out the window of the car, <laughs> put the camera there. And then, um, and then we had a drone operator just for a day, my friend. So we got some drone shots and then, um, the very, the one we had all the, and then I was in the van, right. Just shooting out, uh, the, the passenger window, like beside my roommate who was actually driving the motorcycle is stunt double oh cool you get shots there get them and then shoot at the back of it getting shots of the motorcycle coming at you like all the angles then we need one angle we need left which is i wanted the camera to be like a foot off the ground really low following very uh fast behind the motorcycle and mm. we're like i don't know how to get that shot like we don't have a camera car duct tape yourself to the front <laughs> actually you're almost exactly right except we duct tape i'm not even kidding you we're gonna release a video uh in next week i think of it but no we duct taped and uh we gaffer taped and like bungee corded a plank a wooden plank oh yeah laid it on the front of uh you know my roommates just little like honda and then at the end there, you know we use the plank for a lot of stuff we so we were able to attach the camera so we just bungee corded and just, I'm not even kidding. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. it looks so ridiculous. Bungee tape. So it's literally just laying over the windshield, laying down the cameras at the end. And yeah. then we just, <laughs> we just drove behind the motorcycle and got the shot. So you kind of just have to like, yeah. Sort but, it out. But isn't that like the whole joy of it? You know what I mean? It's trying to figure it out, you know, cause I, I watched like, you know, Orson Welles talk, talk about mm. like Citizen Kane and, you know, there was that, 
long shot, you know, where he gets mm. the guy on the phone that's all the way in the in the at the end. Yeah. Well, they couldn't get the camera low enough, so he just mm. dug a hole in the actual house. They yeah. dug into the, and they put the camera in a hole so they can shoot yeah. up. I know this wasn't like you didn't you don't learn that in film school. I mean, obviously this was before film school was mm -hmm. a, a thing, but um, but you try to figure out, you know, and and then you get the shot, and you're like, oh, yeah. that looks good. Well, it's good and, if it works out, right? If, it works out, yeah. <laughs> if the camera fell off and broke and all that, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah, no, that. So yeah, no, I, I like that Orson Welles story, and uh, again, uh, I think that's why part of the reason why it's so revered uh, by uh, film fans is Orson. Well, again, so the, I think it is it Greg Tolan, the cinematographer. I, I might've messed up his name, but uh, I think that's him. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the reason why he was pumped to work with Orson is because Orson didn't know anything about film. He right. was like a theater director. He's like, I want this kind of lighting. I want this. And the DP's like, yeah, we're going to do some original stuff. Cause he was, cause like back then, the DP was working in a strict system too. So he was pumped yeah. to branch out and to experiment different, yeah. um, with what Orson was doing. And he was loving it. He's like, yeah, Orson, what do you want to do? It's like, Let's dig a hole in the floor. <laughs> Let's right. do it. Yeah. And uh, there's also the story with um, Alfred Hitchcock where, you know, he used for Psycho, he used his film, you know, he was doing television a lot. He used mm. his television crew to shoot oh. Psycho. Yeah. And, mm. The yeah. scene, you know, the famous bathroom shower scene, yeah. there were 75 cuts in that scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, 75, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. if you can imagine being, you know, the editor excited, like, what yeah, the hell yeah. is this guy doing? But I'm excited because yeah. this is like so weird and so different, mm -hmm. you know, because back then it was very, like you said, it was very formula. Yeah. You, know, you There was a, you know, a studio system that you went into yeah. and you learned mm -hmm. how to do it the way the studios did yeah. it. And then here comes these uh these crazy geniuses uh doing their own thing, so I love that I love that. But the um um I don't actually George I'll, I'll give you no a I was just gonna, actually I was going to kind of piggyback on some of the stuff that you guys were talking about the, the amount of detail that you guys have to deal with when you're doing these films the things that I would you know as a person I've never done a film or anything like that so I you know I went on a tour uh, when I was in L.A. I did the Paramount tour mm -hmm. and they have this picture. And it was uh, it was a picture of it was a scene from the Ten Commandments, oh. and they had the horses. Now, the, it's the I guess it's the photographer shooting the photographer who's shooting the horses. So you see the truck, and you oh, see the guys yeah, in the back yeah, of the yeah, truck yeah. with the you know shooting the horses coming yeah. this way, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, it, and the, the um, so it's the film is of the car in front of the horses, and as the horses are riding the cars, you know the, the horses are following yeah. the car. Yeah. So there's two planks. At the end of the car on each side, like mm. this, and the guy tells me, You know what those planks are for? Had no clue. He goes, Well, how do you think they're gonna cover up the tire tracks? Oh and I'm like, holy cow, I didn't I didn't even think about it because these two little planks that are yeah. rubbing against the sand that are covering up the tire tracks as the horses are coming and as oh, that's them. dope. Wow. Yeah, 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 true. I had no clue. Holy, so yeah, and it made yeah. me think, holy cow, what these guys have to think of when they're yeah. doing these films. You and know? the thing is, you can be creative like that, but you also have to storytell, right? And, and that's right. the genius of how these guys did it. You know, they right. were able to take all these weird ideas and really be able to tell a, a, a good narrative, you know, without uh, confusing people and be like, why is there planks? In? Right, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the psycho thing, I mean, we, you know, we just mentioned it a bit. I mean, turned out to be maybe the most famous scene of all time. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, one of them, the top five. Top five. Of all time, of all would, time 100%. I would think so. Yeah. Everyone knows like the e, e, e and the music too, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it's like iconic, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah, he was uh, another, of course, he didn't really like actors. So that was another. <laughs> he, said, he said making movies i think he said once like making movies would be great if it wasn't for the actors or something oh my god yeah i mean but i think he was pretty much like he he's like this is my shot division yeah do. and yeah. these are the pawns that i need yeah. to get this yeah. story told mm -hmm. i don't want you to talk you know, so he's kind of, uh, <laughs> that kind of a character but you know but he was a genius um i wanted to actually uh, ask you a little bit about the music 
mm. part of it. Um, you were you've directed a lot of music videos as well mm-hmm. and won awards. Um, what when you're working with a band? Oh God. <laughs> working just, with a band. <laughs> just, having been, just having been in a band, I just think is like I can't imagine shooting it, but I've never I think I've done two music videos in my in my day, and they were like very simple music videos. Yeah. Um how was that how was that process for you working with bands knowing what you know having been a musician being on stage you know what you got to get you know you got to get them to do some musicians are really kind of like not going to be cooperative some of them not all of them, mm-hmm. just some of them. how did you deal with that oh right, so are we just talking about like music doing music videos and dealing mm-hmm. with bands yeah, like yeah. I mean, you, most of the bands that I worked with are pretty are pretty pumped, or at least there's usually like the one kind of you know lead guy who's like pumped. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we're gonna shoot. And usually it's very collaborative when I'm doing someone else's music videos. Usually they have a pretty strong idea, and uh, mm. you know, and then yeah, occasionally there's like you know the bass player who's just kind of chilling in the back, you know. But right. ways of going because yeah, that's the thing. You kind of learn little tricks. Like yeah. you shoot the bass really close just on his fingers and you cut that in. There's like kind of ways of doing it if people aren't like, um, or they, I like to do a lot of takes. So mm-hmm. classic thing would be like, I remember doing one music video where I'm sitting in a wheelchair with the camera and then my friend is just like going back and forth and like diagonally and going in. So you just shoot tons of material and then all you need is a couple seconds of the bass player being not being self-conscious. You know, I'm picking on bass players. Uh, you know what I mean? Everybody it, does. Yeah. Just go through the footage and sometimes you're like, uh, uh, and then you find it when the drummer's just looking cool and then you're like, yeah, gotcha. I know exactly yeah. what you mean, yeah. And yeah. drummers, George is a drummer, so yeah. Yeah. it's always it's always harder for them because they're always in the back. They yeah. I have I have I have footage, you know, of, of George. You George is usually like this in my pictures. Yeah, you just see my face pretty much because I'm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he's covered by like by everything. <laughs> um, so that's also a good time for the drummer to give him some love, you know. Yeah, you always you cut to the drummer always on the crash symbol. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. 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 Absolutely. I love that. So on your um, film, when the, the, the early days of starting this process, when did you know you were ready to start shooting? That's always been like a thing for like, a, you know, you kind of got the script and now you're like. You're not, we weren't, we weren't ready at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, honestly, is anyone really say they're ready? You know, you pick yeah. a date and then you yeah. shoot for it. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there are a couple of stages. There was a false start, I believe, you know, it was, we knew we needed some of the weather because the weather turns pretty intense uh, on the rain factor in the fall. So, well, at first we were trying to shoot in the summer and that we had one, an actor drop out and it was actually ended up working out for the best because we had to kind of re-examine things and we shot in the fall and then in September and we were like, and that was the thing. We weren't really ready, but we're like, listen, we got to shoot September before the rain. The October rain is like for real, in Van- especially in Vancouver. It's, oh, oh, it's really? savagery. So then um, we like, we're just doing it. And actually, Cody wasn't cast <laughs> as the lead actor. He was not cast until a week before filming. Wow. What? Yeah. Holy cow. We had, we had two other actors, uh, you know, things happen in their lives and two actors dropped out <laughs> yeah so but it all again it all ended up working out because he was ready to go he's like he was on riverdale but he's like i'm off for the next month um and he's like i want to do the project and we set that up so um to answer your question yeah we weren't ready but you know we had a little bit more time in that second time we started back up but here here's what happened usually the first week of september out here really nice i'm talking summer continued like it's gorgeous uh that first week we got the weather a prediction and it was 10 days of rain and in in early september and we're like oh my god so then we rushed we rushed to start like in the there was like a day of sun before that we rushed to start and then we planned all the interiors and then there's a couple of the scenes that were kind of rainy. It actually ended up working out. I was just, maybe I was being a little bit like, I need sun. I want like, because <laughs> I like to play with the sun. Uh, yeah, with the yeah. Lens flares and stuff. yeah. I think also shooting in the gray is also really nice too, though. Yeah. Especially, uh, it, it fit really well. Because I, I did notice 
there were rain shots. You mm -hmm. know, there were days where you can see that that it had rained, but it yeah. kind of almost makes sense with this with the storytelling too. Yeah. You know, it kind of really fits in. So that that's actually good, isn't it? I mean, I guess it's a there's a reason why freaking Hollywood is in L.A., right? Because <laughs> like no, exactly. Because then they, if they want if they want rain, they just bust out the rain they, machine. Is, you know? they, they, yeah, they like don't even drink water over there. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> like both dried up. Um, um, well, <laughs> So um, I'm just curious as far as, you know, when you're working with actors, um, mm -hmm. do you, how much autonomy do they have as far as like, you know, did they come up with suggestions or is it, you know, how, do, how does that work with them? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm pretty, I'm pretty collaborative with it. I'm pretty loose with it. I mean, it, and that's the thing, especially with Lexi and Cody, the two leads, they're awesome because they were just like, they're just really chill. Yeah. you know and they weren't coming in hot like uh, you know with all these different things it was just like you know we just talk about it and again it you know you never really know what you want exactly until the shot set up right you actually see the environment you know the, you're in the environment with the actors they're in costume you got the script then as soon as they do the first take then you're like okay i kind of get what we got to do here and yeah. then, you know, I'd suggest things or they, you know, they'd just be like, what about this? What about that? But sometimes, sometimes you're under so much time pressure that you're just like, all right, set up, boom, yeah. here we go. Let's yeah. do it. Let's run the takes, run the takes. And it sounds very clinical. And I don't, yeah. you know, it sound, but sometimes you just run takes and you're just like, no, faster. Okay, try it again. And they're like, I want to do this. I'm like, sweet, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have time. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have time to just, sit around like and have meetings and be like right. you, know what? <laughs> you flickered your eyelashes <laughs> but that's really yeah exactly <laughs> but i think that, isn't that really the way it, i mean this is, i guess my own opinion but i mean i feel that that's kind of a, the way it should be done because i think it keeps yeah. the the purpose the scene alive yeah you, know, if you go and you kind of shoot a scene and you go and you have a coffee break and you got to come yeah. back then it's like you have to kind of rehash mm. those emotions again Whereas if you just put the actors in there, yeah. okay, listen, you guys are going to sweat for about an hour. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to run this for about an hour straight and, uh, and we'll take a five after that, you know, and then you kind yes. of, uh, and if you, you know, unless it's a really, really long scene, but if yeah. it's a, a you know, a, a whatever, a five to six page scene, mm -hmm. you want to kind of get that. You want to get that like in a couple of yeah. hours, you know what I mean? You yeah, know. yeah, for sure. Well, and here's the thing too, which was Cody, you know, Cody mainly did television. He's on Riverdale. So we're shooting right. the scene again in the movie. It's a long scene where they're on the floor and they're kind of talking about their childhood. And oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about the stuff. That's know, a long scene, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the longest, maybe one of the longest kind of, you know, scenes. I don't know if it's the longest scene in the movie, but it's a long one. I mean, again, we did that. We shot that and probably – three or four hours and i was like to me that's rushed right because i mean we only had three camera setups you have right. the camera up top and then both their singles and they're essentially doing monologues and i'm like you know we're you know they i think we did a good job we got enough takes and cody's like oh yeah i like taking the time with the scene I'm like taking the time i thought we were rushed i think in tv they're just like <laughs> yeah he's on take. television yeah you get two takes you get three takes we're moving on so in a yeah. weird way in some scenes you know, just, you know, apparently yeah. we had longer than television, but to me, yeah. I'd like to have the whole day to do that scene, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's also a different style of so many directors. Some of them are like A to yeah. B, you know, they know they got it. I think Woody Allen shoots fairly quickly. He, oh, he yeah. He's done by 6 p.m. He wants to go watch the game or go home. Yeah. Um, and then you have other guys that are just like, we're going to be here all night. We're going to until we yeah. get exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. Um, you get Fincher up in there, you know? It's yeah, yeah. Exactly. 80, 80 takes, delete oh, them, man. let's start again. <laughs> I mean, I heard that like Morgan Freeman, like he comes in and he's like, he's gonna give you two takes and you better get what he's he he's got his line, so he's gonna he's gonna be yeah. I think I think it's him and Anthony Hopkins are like you get Anthony Hopkins, I think is you get three. Three, get three he's more generous because yeah, he's like, yeah. I got you, I got you on yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a have... knight. Isn't he a knight? <laughs> We had on uh, um, Rick uh, Dugdale, who directed um, 
zero contact with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, um, and I was, yeah. And I was wondering, actually, um, we, we didn't ask this, actually. We didn't, we didn't think about it till right now. But it would have been interesting to know how many takes, you know, because, right. you know, because, I mean, he comes prepared. I mean, he's like yeah. one of those guys that just, That's the thing. you know, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, he's like, you got two takes. He's got two. Oh, dang. yeah, he beat him. He, he beats yeah. that. And that's all you're gonna get, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and the camera's got to be on. And if somebody, God forbid, the light is off. I think I think I think they're I think they like to also the thing is I think they like to say that in interviews. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Off, I think so too. Focuses off, then they'll do another one. Yeah, I think like, they just don't want to be sitting around right. At, right. Um, and they also have stand-ins, so they don't get to the set until everything yeah. has been already like tested yeah. and shot and all that yeah, stuff. So. It's not like they're gonna be standing there under the hot lights, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What is your right now? Where you stand working on this film? Uh, are you? Is your next project gonna be another feature? <laughs> well, it's, uh, I know it's yeah, like so. So straight, straight it up, comes yeah. out tomorrow. What's your next one? <laughs> no, no, no. no it's, it's changed. It's changed, and then yeah. So we actually might be again. It's not hundred percent, but we might be doing a Fresno spinoff. Oh. oh yeah 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 so um we might uh we're talking about that de a different style kind of a totally different style film and not uh yeah so we're developing that right now and then oh, might, awesome. might be might be uh, might be an idea yeah okay awesome awesome that's yeah, cool yeah. yeah do you um work alone generally or do you have like business partners and work partners that you work with yeah i mean it's pretty it's literally my friends you know me and Rob Abade, my co-producer, we started grinding out, you know, my first feature whenever that, you know, seven years ago and on music video stuff. And we just kind of started our own uh, company uh, and a another friend, Reen, as well, Reen McKinley. We just got like literally we also come from the restaurant world, bartenders and oh, servers. Okay. So I literally I kind of just like I didn't force them into it, but I was like, you're coming to help out on this movie. Let's do it. Like on the first movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then by that time, then they start, you know, and then yeah. Rob Abadek stepped up and then we bought the camera and we started doing a lot more music videos. And then, then he's, he's in the world. And then same with yeah, writing, yeah. my friend Ian, uh, not on this one, but on the next one, I'm collaborating with him. So it's, 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 yeah, yeah it's kind of my, you know, my friends, but also business partners. Yeah. And time. it's addictive. It's addictive. Once you get them in, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. once they yeah. get a taste, once they're like, oh, this is fun, and then they see it, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it, yeah. Then, then suddenly you're like, yeah, stop calling me. I don't <laughs> have it. He's like, what are we shooting next? What are we shooting yeah. next? I'm like, yo, <laughs> let me just get this thing done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead, uh, Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm just wondering, just as as far as film in general, because when we had uh, when we had Rick Dugdale on the show, we talked about the direction of film. And we talked about uh, where we see film going. And he, he said there was kind of a cultural shift happening, you know, and as a filmmaker yourself, I'm just wondering your thoughts. Like, you know, obviously you have the Marvel movies, you have all those big blockbusters, mm -hmm. but he's kind of, he's thinking that he's starting to see a shift back to more of that storytelling, you know, really focusing more on the storytelling and maybe, not necessarily, yeah. right. Maybe not yeah. necessarily those blockbusters. Like I'm even seeing it. Like I, and I, I talked a little bit about it. My 15 year old daughter, mm -hmm. you know, when she was younger, she was into Marvel, but yeah. now she's shied away from Marvel. Now she'll watch the Riverdales and she'll watch yeah, yeah, those yeah. types of things that are more like story focused mm -hmm. and almost like a soap opera type thing. She's really into that stuff. Yeah. And I ask her, you want to watch a Marvel? She's like, eh, eh whatever. So yeah. I'm just wondering yeah. your take on that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I'm definitely, I definitely come from, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, 70s cinema and 90s cinema, right. the grittiness of it. And I wonder if, the thing is, we don't know, but I'm hoping and wondering if there is going to be a swing back into character driven yeah. films right. and a little bit more grit and a little bit more balls, not worrying about the social yeah. justice element. And maybe it's, happening in foreign language films more perhaps mm -hmm. like south korea even yeah. they come out you're like damn all right yeah. all right um so 
I, I can't say there's there's not I wouldn't say there's like a big scene happening right now like there like nothing's popped like in the 90s when it was like the independence Tarantino Robert yeah. Rodriguez yeah. Smith, swingers and then it's like oh Miramax and you got the freaking Goodwill Hunting and all like this it's just like crazy and you're like these are some of the best movies of all time then you got Paul right. Thomas Anderson Magnolia you got American Beauty I don't know are we gonna get another one any of that soon I don't know is TV miniseries are kind of I I kind of like mini, I just watched uh Pam and Tommy miniseries. I haven't seen that yet. So good. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. It's, like really? this fashion stand and plays Tommy Lee just like murders yeah. it. And then Seth Rogan's in it. Oh, it's good. So I don't know. Um yeah. and then I don't know, man. And then and the thing is better called Saul. I just started watching the final season. I'm like, shit, it's so good. Yeah. It's such a high level. So yeah. there's stuff out there. I don't. Yeah. As far as film goes, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. What do you guys? Yeah, I mean, think? What do you guys think? Well, I think what, what what we talked about was yeah. I mean, Netflix and all these uh, they're putting out some high quality mm -hmm. programming right now, and they also have the luxury of being able to go six seven episodes or six seven seasons mm -hmm. um, to tell an actual story. Um, and yeah. I think. Also, with Scorsese's last thing, The Irishman, you know, it was three over three and a half hours, three and a half hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but it was sort of like, yeah, it was freaking long. But I actually liked that. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I felt really good about it. I didn't feel I, I didn't feel rushed. You know, I felt like you can really ex explore the characters. And I, and I think that that's happening. I mean, from a, um, having been I had a film that was in a festival and you said you mentioned Korea. Um one of the films that was on this festival, and it was, uh, you know, they had to, it was an online thing because of the COVID, but we were, we were watching and I was watching some of the films and one of them was from Korea and it was disturbing to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was disturbing, but at the end of it, I was like, damn, but that's like really bold and I'm kind mm -hmm. of like almost happy they did that, even mm -hmm. though I'm a little bit shaking right now, but yeah. you know, I thought that it was yeah. a good thing. So I th I think people are getting tired of this yeah. whole yeah. social the formulaic thing. and the formulaic mm -hmm. nature. Yeah. Like right. and, like, and Marvel is great. I mean, I'm not gonna Marvel yeah. is great at what they do. I have yeah. a, a five year old son, and and mm -hmm. my daughter even loves them, and so so we'll watch Marvel and stuff for the entertainment part of it, yeah. you know. But I think for smaller character driven, like your film, you know, I mean, River well, Road sure. is a perfect example of that. I hope you guys I mean, like it. But yes. we're also trying to entertain. I, I, it's like, there's yeah. line. My theory is there's okay. Here's my theory: is there's a there's a there's a middle road, absolutely you know, between. So as you mentioned, you got Marvel, Top Gun, popcorn flicks, right? Right. And when they're good, like a Guardians of the Galaxy or the latest Top Gun, they deliver, and you're like, fuck yeah. yeah. But then on the other side, you have your independence and you have your foreign language cinema. And sometimes, again, when they deliver the goods, like a parasite, yeah, even parasite brought in genre elements to it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes foreign language films with characters, you know, sometimes, you know, it's hard. Perhaps, you know, they don't have story elements. It's more about the characters. Like, I think it was it blue is the warmest color. Like, it's dope. Mm -hmm. I loved it. The acting's so good. It's so real. You feel it. But and then on the other side, but then there's a middle area which I think is the best spot to be in, and it's it's a scarier because I think it's riskier. But like Guillermo del Toro, like Pan's mm -hmm. Labyrinth, like it's right. a fantasy genre movie, and then it's a hard drama, like right. war drama, and right. the acting's so perfect, and yet, but it brings in the genre elements, and Scorsese plays in that middle area. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. he has craft, right. he has style, craft movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's stylistic. Yeah. It's cinematic, it's yeah. adventurous, it's, you yeah. know, and it's a, it's such a hard middle ground yeah. to, to kind of live in, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you get there, you know, mm. and, and River Road gets there, you know. Hopefully, I mean, yeah, if you guys you know, agree. It, 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 it is entertaining. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, you had that, you had the characters. Yeah. You, had, you understood what the characters were, and you had like this really intense, you know, and, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but mm. check it out tomorrow, Apple TV. Uh, August third, mm -hmm. River Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have Rob Wiley is here with us uh, Cheers, tonight. Uh, we're at almost fifty minutes. Wow. This is how things flew by. 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 Unbelievable. <laughs> um, real quickly, uh, before we let you go, we, we uh, usually ask our guest uh, this question: Is 
during the last two years, obviously a lot of artists, uh, especially musicians, really didn't couldn't work. And you know, people are starting to get back again into into production. What advice or counsel would you give to anyone out there that's kind of still on the fence on what they should do and kind of how they should get back out there again? Yeah, as far you're talking about as far as like musicians and artists trying to get artists, back yeah, just yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I think pandemic or no pandemic, I think it's always a struggle and a grind to kind of decide if That's you're going to take on an artistic project because you get caught up in your, you got bills to pay, right. you got people, you got relationships. How much time are you going to spend on an artistic project? How much time are you going to spend at work? I mean, really, you just got to go with the love. It sounds super hippie. <laughs> <laughs> go with the love, man. <laughs> if you love it, just go for it, man. No, but seriously. <laughs> no, it's true, though. You know, you got it. And sometimes you do it. I'd say take the risk is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. Take the risk. What's the worst that's going to happen, you know? That's Whatever. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah. I always say take the risk, and that's, a, that's yeah. great advice. Um, so yeah. thank you for that. So, Rob. Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate yes. your time and your insight. We hope that you come back again. Oh, uh, for real, yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you back and really maybe we'll even, I don't know, George and I talk about sometimes like getting like a particular genre of film and bringing mm -hmm. in a couple of filmmakers and then just yeah. like diving into that. And and I'm not one to like, I don't like to like be like, um, I think that this film was actually quite fascinating. <laughs> because I think that it was, you know, I don't want to get into that yeah. space. But I want to get into the point of like, why does this work mm -hmm. and why can't it be duplicated so easily? Ooh, I like you. You're, you're talking my language. You see guys. what I'm saying? You feel Hit what I'm saying? Up. I'm down, man. All I'll right. put on my turtleneck, my glasses, <laughs> my and I'll be like, down. what are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Character, exactly. there's no fucking character. Exactly. <laughs> That's no, exactly I'd be, right. I'd be I love it. Yeah. I love it. Awesome, man. Thank you yeah. so much for being on. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right with you. And thank you, Rob Riley, everyone. Yes. Cheers, guys. That was fun. Thanks, man. Awesome. Wow. Rob Wiley. He's he's awesome. He's awesome. Fantastic conversation. He's got his Fantastic. Head on his shoulders. He knows what he's doing. You know, yes. making a good film. He also is actually talking the classics. Yes. You know, when you get a, a guy in here and, you know, and he's talking about his films and stuff and he's like, yeah, I, I really like the Ernie goes to Hollywood. I don't know. It's some of those, one of those films. <laughs> yeah, but I think if, you <laughs> I know. I love Porky's too, I think. Was the <laughs> there goes the Porky's um, too thing again. But yeah, yeah no, go. but I, I would think that, you know, just like musicians study the classic musicians and the classic albums, yeah, right? I would yeah. figure that, you know, filmmakers yeah. would film study those classic are, films, right? They have to, yeah, exactly. So, awesome. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. We see you got a you know, few people in there. Thank you. I appreciate y'all very much. That's very nice. Uh, we will see you all again next week here on Counterparts, uh, Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. George Batista, John Henry Soto for Counterparts. Thank you very much. We'll see you all next week. And as always, peace. peace.